9 a.m. The signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. We are on the air, guys. Good morning, Rutherford County. I've got uh, two really good friends and uh, people who have uh, uh, reached out to, especially the people who are, are receiving uh, medical uh, drugs and things like that. Um, Rick Sane, who w- was uh, with uh, Reeve Sane back. When did, when did that first start? Richard and Ron Powell. Richard Reeves and Ron Powell started in 1980. And then wow. I, I came along as a student in 1989 when I graduated that year and went to work for them. That was one of the best things you ever did, wasn't it? It was absolutely <laughs> the best thing. I thought I was going back to my hometown and Bellbuckle and Shelbyville and, and worked for a chain over there and worked there as a student. And they hired me right out of school. So I've been there ever since. Isn't that something? And, and I remember... When you opened up, and I remember when it closed, yeah. and uh, it, it, it affected so many people in in a negative way because people were just so upset when Reesane uh, um, sold out. And uh, I would say, you know, we all do things in our lives that uh, we will remember forever. That was... What in the world was that? That, that—if uh, you had it all to do over again, had it all to do over again, I wouldn't have sold the drugstore. You yeah, know, we were selling a business that we had in Spring Hill that was—we were shipping specialty drugs, uh, the new biotech drugs to all fifty states. It was part of the drugstore's same corporation, and it made sense to sell it all at once. And yeah. when 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 I thought they were going to come in and keep the name, keep the people, keep the soda fountain, keep the post office. It was too good to be true. I mean, yeah. every everything was going to stay in place, and little did I know, three years into it, they would go into bankruptcy. Yeah. Two, so when we sold to them, they were a two billion dollars company trade on the Nasdaq, but they were going to keep everything of Reef Sane intact, and uh, that didn't happen. So that was a big mistake. So I had to do over again. Would have pulled the drugstore out and not sold it. Yeah, but it, it really affected this community dramatically because most people that uh, do business with pharmacists they want to know everything about the people that they deal with because it, it, it's so vital to them and i've got jamie mason in here terrace pharmacy today and um it's hard to compete against major pharmaceutical stores it really is and and if you have something that kind of drives a wedge in between the uh, the customers and, and and the big stores or the smaller stores, and then um, it makes things very difficult for people, especially as they get older. Yeah. And you're looking at uh, paying higher prices. And I know that President Trump was trying to find a way to make uh, uh, 
uh, stores, I mean pharmacists' places, and once it gets to them, uh, they were, he was trying to make th- that price available as, as each customer were, was coming in. But it's it's a whole lot more complicated, isn't it, Jamie? When, yeah. When, when you're dealing with uh, the the PBMs, yeah. it, it's just it, it's something that seemed like nobody has looked into. Yeah. Except for you guys who are affected directly by it. Yeah, the the uh, the insurance industry overall, it's uh, oh gosh, over the last thirty years, it's just uh, it's got to be a Goliath. They um, what the PBMs initially were uh, started out as being is a negotiator for manufacturers to lower the prices so they could uh, pass that savings on to their insurers and their patients, but. Mm-hmm. Over the years, it's became very distorted, and uh, and they have uh, found ways to uh, block transparency with them, um, and they have just basically, well, they run the show. I mean, they set prices. They, uh, it's just, uh, it's not a fair type of deal, but uh, they do it. I mean, and it's uh, it impacts especially the smaller. Smaller pharmacies a lot more than the chains. Of course, the chains own the PBMs, most of them. So they, uh, I know with that work. I mean, uh, it's just well, like CVS bought Aetna a while back. You know, the insurance company. They're actually they're diversifying to make them stronger in the marketplace. But they, by doing that, they're making a one system, which is not our healthcare system. It's not yeah. designed that way. So, but they're changing it to that way, unfortunately. And when they, when you start seeing. The patients that can't get medications because it's not on a formulary that the PBMs have said we're not going to allow it on the formulary because we don't get rebates from you or the rebates not everything's operated on rebates now and uh, and it that's not a really a great way to uh, to uh, set prices on prescription drugs but um, they do it <laughs> they do it and it, they they're doing it very well I mean they they are pricing. Uh, most of your small businesses out. I mean, they're they're gonna. I, I don't I don't know how long you can sustain growth, especially with them putting limits into what they're gonna pay you, and then coming back and taking back what they tell you they're gonna pay you. And then they claw that back at the end. And there's so much to it in the mechanics of it. It's uh, it, it's just it's almost impossible to explain. But I will say this: it affects both the patient, the insurer. Uh, the drugstore, I mean, healthcare in general, it affects it all. I mean, and you see it on our end, what we're talking about, because we see what they're taking from us and what they're not providing to the patient as far as what drugs that they need. But um, hopefully this, um, I think y'all talked about this the other day, uh, the Supreme Court here in, in what is it? Really? Arkansas. In, uh, Arkansas. Yeah. They, uh, they've actually got a case, Rutledge versus uh, PBMs, and uh, they are going to hopefully shine some light on this where they can get some things changed and um where does the name rutledge come from she was a let's see i read wasn't she an attorney that was representing i read about it she is she has some affiliation with just seeing how unjust they are the pbms are and um i want to say she was an attorney uh but she's one that brought some light on it and then of course this is this PBM issue is everywhere. I mean, it's in, yeah. and so she had enough of uh, ambition and drive to her to say, "Look, this is not fair. It's not right." And uh, I think the Eighth Circuit Court 
uh, we were dependent on them at that time where this was actually being heard. They denied it. They didn't. They didn't see the the benefit of what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So now it's gone from Eighth Circuit Court now to the actually Rutledge case. So that's the last basically straw. I think we've got as far as worldwide attention to it to see exactly how unfair the practices that they do. I mean, it's just unreal. So you can see how that will uh, affect everybody from the patient. To the, the the smaller drugstores, and and if you're looking to to make things fair, you you've got to have it even, haven't haven't you, Rick? Because you do. It, it's they can put everybody out of business except for the the big chains. They do, and you know, Jamie nailed it. He he explained it pretty well, but like you said, it's hard to explain. And and when yeah. I think of the small guy, like you mentioned, Truman, you know, everybody thinks well, you you make you get a contract with these insurance companies. Well. They don't even let you negotiate the contract. It's take it or leave it. So it's like, okay, if you don't want this reimbursement the way we're playing the game, then okay, we'll go into the big box stores and you'll just be excluded. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of the public don't understand, too, is it's the same copay wherever you go. And you kind of alluded to this a minute ago, get to know your pharmacist, and your pharmacist mm-hmm. gets to know you. So it's you want to go where you get that best service and you get that best relationship with your pharmacist because, you know, a lot of these folks are on a lot of medication and you need that that interaction there and all and and then to exclude the small pharmacy the small business you know you lose those connections you lose those relationships and and uh and these big insurance companies they don't care they 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 don't care it's all about how many rebates they can get and 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 how much in rebates and and um jamie kind of alluded to this they own their own pharmacies also uh besides being owning their own insurance pieces of the puzzle you know so i think it's wrong how we ever allowed in our system in america for insurance companies also to own pharmacies because they they're trying all the time to pull you to their mail order plan that they own you know and away from the small business so it's it's just constant attack 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 that the the general public doesn't see so this this case going to the supreme court the first pharmacy case that's ever gone to the supreme court so we're we're all in in the pharmacy world hoping for for big things from this do you do you think the courts understand exactly what's going on? Do they do, do they look at the major businesses who who are doing controlling pretty much everything cost and and, and is a lot of that uh, turning a blind eye in Washington? I think th- I think they're aware of it. Um, yeah, how could th- they not? I be? mean, I'm. I just do you, uh, 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 you know. do, do you have uh, and we're talking about the the smaller pharmacies, mm-hmm. not the huge uh, nationwide. Uh, do they have an inner voice where they can relate to the say the uh, the people in Washington? Well, I think we have a voice. Uh, fortunately, our voice is not strong enough. Uh, it's. Uh, I this hate is to a, think that they're yeah. they're being bought off in Well, I, you know, it, it's. Uh, I know our organizations here, Tennessee Pharmacy Association, American Pharmaceutical Association. I mean, they all are very aware, but to to actually get into these guys' uh, uh, plan, it takes a whole lot of uh, effort, a lot of money, um, and. These guys have lobbyists uh, down in Washington. I mean, they are huge. That Senate Oversight Committee, I was telling you earlier, 
I, it was like end of last year or anything. They had the four or five big manufacturers on there, and they basically was just grilling them was, why does this happen? I mean, how is these prices so much higher here in the States versus in a, a Canada or Mexico, whatever? And they knew the answer, but they weren't going to admit the answer. And so that kind of thing there, uh, oversight and stuff, they have to have regulation on these PBMs. Tennessee in January uh, activated some of the laws that now we uh, uh, we didn't have before. For example, one was called a gag order that uh, if you came in and the insurance company was charging you more, then you could actually sell it to them for on a discounted price. It was cheaper than the PBM set price. Yeah. You could not tell that patient that or you would be eliminated from that plan. Mm-hmm. And January, that all changed. Now we can tell, hey, your insurance company's charging you this. We can sell it for this. Uh, it's your choice uh, what you want to do. But that is how restrictive they are. I mean, we you can't even tell the truth to patients because of these gag orders. They have they want everything hushed, closed off, and let us just keep doing what we've been doing. And that is unfair. And uh, they they changed that. They're opening some transparency in Tennessee on them, um, you know, where they're going to be under some um, regulatory things. They're going to have to amp to the comptroller. Uh, where's some of this money going? Where is this rebate stuff going? Uh, before, they didn't have to show anything. And it all stems back. Everything in this type of business has got political clout. They're 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 doing their job in Washington. Or what about the state of Tennessee? Tennessee. Would it be easier uh, on you guys to, to go through our uh, legislature and, and, and deal directly with them? But the whole process, I know they're going to have to deal with it in Washington. But somehow you, you're going to have to get a toehold on some of these people, or it's going to be very difficult to 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 maintain your business. All right. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing to you. You know, you mentioned the state level. Truman is. Um, we talked about this once before on a show, previous show, and Senator Reeves, my old partner Shane Reeves. Yeah. Um, he's doing a lot of work against the PBMs and and uh, knows. You know, knows what they're up to and knows what they're doing. He's getting attacked a lot by their lobbyists and, and so forth, so he's catching a lot of flack over it. But there's only so much that can be done at the state level. I mean, we can do some things, but, but it's the federal level that we've got to, to, to make some ground with because um, so much of what we feel in prescription in the prescription world is, is Medicare Part D, which um, everyone knows about. And then that drives a lot of what the other plans do. So if that goes to the federal level. And, and uh, so we've got a, and we've got representation, like Jamie said, we've got the American Pharmacists Association and we've got the National Community Pharmacy Association representing us in Washington, but they're way outnumbered by the lobbyists there and, and the power of, of money in Washington. But the people uh, that are on the ground floor, people like me, uh, what happens when we all get together and start working behind what you guys are, are going to do? To be perfectly honest with you, uh, I support small businesses more than, than anything that I can think of because 
we're actually supporting our community when we support you guys. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'd, I'd rather pay you guys a little extra money than give them a dime because it, it, it really doesn't. Uh, we need to, to put a little thought in in the game that's going on right, right. now. And uh, it, I cannot see that being okayed by Congress, by the Senate. I, I just can't see it happening. Now, you guys are talking about what's getting ready to happen in Arkansas. Now, how important is that to the small businesses? Oh, gosh. Enormous. When it's you huge. Say, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's going to set a precedent. If they do stand up and do what we, we hope is done, it will set a precedent for the other states. Now, they have a Supreme Court ruling mm-hmm. that's going to establish things that we would have never been able to do. Yeah. Uh, and the other states will hopefully follow on and say, okay, now we've got something to stand up. PBM stand behind under the umbrella of ERISA, the, the uh, act in 1974, which was basically created for pensions, mm-hmm. uh, protecting company pensions. They didn't make you provide a pension, but they regulated the pension. Then they broke over into health care. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they had uh, a mental health part of it. PBMs came up under somehow, got underneath that ERISA umbrella. And that's why they have sustained as long as they've been here, mm-hmm. is because of that act of 1974. It's outdated. It doesn't have anything to do with public health. Uh, it has nothing to do with sustaining the viability of health care. Mm-hmm. But they're using that, and they have been using that up to hopefully this court hearing. Mm-hmm. And it is, I see it as probably, I don't want to say the last straw, but it's definitely going to be a very important ruling. And um, and it will have a trickle-down effect on uh, not just independence change, too. It'll have a, and insurers, everybody is going to have an effect from this. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's imperative that, uh, that something is done. I mean, it's just... Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else, Rick, they would, we could possibly, uh, you know, do. I mean, It's such a complicated system, too. It's not just so black and white as we're trying to make it sound. But, but it, you know, they've got also, uh, we call them clawbacks. They're, 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 in the industry, it's called DIR fees. And won't go into all the details of that because it gets so complicated. But they're able to come back three or four months later and claw back money from the pharmacy. And, and it hits How the, do they do that? It hits the chains and it hits the, the small independents as well, but it hurts the independents more, obviously. And all. It's, it's, it's in that take-it-or-leave-it contract that you, you sign. So we're hoping to get those clawbacks taken out as well through all this. So now, who, who, are, what, who, who are you signing the contract with? The, the, the PBM. PBM. The PBM. Be it Express Scripts or... Uh, Caremar, Humana, or, uh, Humana, uh, uh, what's that other one? Uh, Optum, RX. Uh, they're basically when you're signing contract, you're signing it through the PBM for the insurer. But they're the ones that's basically got the loudest voice. They're going to tell you these clawbacks things. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, they just took fifteen thousand dollars out of our business in November. And the problem with these clawback DIR fees is there's no answer. Well, number one, what are they are really are? What are they? You know, what do we do to keep this from happening? Well, there's certain metrics that they measure. Most every pharmacy I know, especially independents, they they do their MTMs. They do their generic. Uh, try to get you the cheapest drug that they can, the most effective drug. 
that's still not good enough, though. If uh, if they've got their decision, we have no voice in what that amount they take back is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was just like, we follow it to a rule. I mean, and some farms, some of the other pharmacies are getting hit heavy. I think Markham's over in Manchester got hit hard. I mean, he's been there forever. He's got a great operation. He does exactly what he's supposed to do. And they come in and just scorch you at the end of the year. I mean, and pull that money back out. Well, we don't have the cloud of 9,000 pharmacies to spread that over. You know, we got maybe one or two or... You know, you've got to figure out, great, fiscal year's ended, now I've got to send this money in that I don't even know why I'm sending it, you know, and then, but I've got to because the PBM will take us off our contract if we don't. And uh, it's just unfair business practice. I mean, it's just, uh, I've never, I don't know anything about other business, but I would think if you went into a tire shop and they come in at the end of the year and say, well, you know what, you didn't, uh, you didn't sell a certain amount of these tires. We're going to take a... Uh, a whole truckload full of tires back out of your inventory, and we're going to keep them. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. I mean, they're taking money that we would use to purchase medications to sustain the business, and they're taking it back. And there's no definition I know of that DIR does. <laughs> and that's another thing that uh, that needs to be addressed because we're not going to be able to, to provide the service. I mean, we go beyond, I know Rick and them does too, that I take a personal relationship with every customer. In there. Yeah, you do. And I feel like I, if something's not right with you, I want to try to help, mm-hmm. you know. And not saying all the pharmacists do that. I'm not saying they do do it. But that component is slowly disappearing because we don't have the ability to stand up to these people anymore. And uh, uh, I know for many years I've worked for a chain. And... Uh, uh, they don't, the pharmacists there don't have as much of a voice. Uh, they want to, but they don't have the opportunity to. So if they knew really what was behind the scenes, what was happening, like I have found out since Terrace, is what we pay for the drugs, what we're being reimbursed, what the patient is having to pay, uh, that's what rips me, is that they are not getting the best treatment for that insurer. And I don't know... Uh, the PBMs are telling the insurers, hey, we can save you this much money. That's what they look at, bottom line. You know, I've got this much money. I've got 200 employees, 1,000 employees. I need to have it at this. And if that PBM comes back and says, we can do better than that. But they're giving them false information yeah. because they're taking it from other sources that affect the whole picture. And so um, I had an audit last year by Optum, and I had a doctor that wrote a prescription for insulin, a, a sliding scale, which means that, the dosage can change depending on the sugar level. Mm-hmm. Well, Optum comes back and says, well, you don't have the exact milligram or units on that prescription. Now, they didn't just look at that one prescription. They went back every time I filled that and charged me each time for those three or four prescriptions I filled, even though the sliding scale had a total daily dose, which would tell them how many units. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good enough. So they charged me $6,000 because that wasn't up to their standard. And I kept telling them, a sliding scale insulin level, you don't know what the levels are. And you can depend on that total daily dose. But since he did not put that total daily dose on there, initially I had to get him to fax it back over. They don't give you time to recoup that. Now, that's another thing that changed in January is that they're hoping to, or they're hoping to change these recoupment audits that – when they come in and find something wrong, you got to pay. 
You have no time to redo it, make it right. Most of it's clerical errors. They supply whatever. They use every opportunity they can do to hit you with it. So they take that and take some more money back. So it's very frustrating. <laughs> it's just the well, Where do these PBMs, where do they get their educational background? And, and what gave them the leverage to actually just push their way in? I don't. I, I wish I knew. That's a great question. Yeah. I think it's just evolved since the nineties. You know, the best way I know to explain the nineties when when PBMs came about, we needed someone in the system when we went electronic and, and got away from paper claims where we could do it ourselves to adjudicate it. We call it online, like a Visa or a Mastercard. Mm-hmm. So they were they would work with the the employer's plan and set up a formulary like Jamie was talking about earlier, and they would orchestrate that implement that through the system mm-hmm. well then they saw they could they could do all these shenanigans and make money and and with the rebates with the audits with the uh ways on the contract the clawbacks and all so they got greedy and it just is compounded over the last 30 40 years you know of them coming on the scene and all and they're literally making billions, billions of dollars, of dollars. Yeah. as a middle layer that have nothing to do with being a provider taking care of patients it's a it's, it's just a bureaucratic nightmare are, are a lot of the people that uh, have the insurance that these pbms are dealing with uh, are are most of those private industries or are a lot of them governmental uh people because you know one of the biggest uh, uh assets that you have as far as working in in government is they do provide those special services, especially for uh, medical problems and things like that. Um, Has anybody looked into that particular area? I mean, somebody's got to go out and educate all these people that are dealing with this thing, and they need to be able to step forward with the information they need. I mean, you two sitting here have given me more information than I I would have ever gotten in my lifetime because – uh, most of us don't really understand the, the background of all of this. And I, I sure don't like the, the thought of the insurance companies and, and the, the, the PBAs and, um, and, and how they've driven the wedge in, in the smaller businesses. And, and especially you, you talk about what you guys provide as a as a service, really, for our community, uh, goes without question. But nobody, none of us want to see that end. Well, you touched on something there that, you know, it government has farmed all these uh, PBMs. To, to, uh, the PBMs are private. You know, they may be public companies, but they're not gov- governmental agencies. So... Um, government is, is, is farmed that out to them to do because they show such a savings they can give to the governmental plan. Well, yeah. a couple of states, I don't remember who they are, Jamie might remember, have already figured out that these they, they're not saving them the dollars they promised them. Ohio was one. Ohio cut, cut the PBMs out of their state Medicaid plan, got them out of the way, and went back to, to, to providing that service on a government plan themselves in Ohio. And I think a couple other states I, may be looking at it or doing it. Too, yeah. So I think maybe some of the uh, folks are waking up to the games that are being played by these big companies out there now. Is that one of the things that's looking so good as far as Arkansas is concerned? Oh, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, absolutely. They, uh, 
they uh, they're very aware that Eighth Circuit Court that we thought was going to be able to do something before it went to this level. Um, they had all the information already on, on that particular hearing there, but you know, like we said before, these PBMs have political clout. I mean, they uh, uh, you don't want to think it, it it really exists in uh, and especially in American healthcare, but dollars talk and when they go to companies and say we can save you this money that insurer is not saying well how are you saving us that mm-hmm. money that would be a pertinent question well how are you doing that well i'll tell you if they were honest they'd say well we're going to charge your employee that's one way we're going to make them pay higher co-pays we're going to make tier their formulary to make where they can't get but one or two without going to a higher tier with a higher copay, which that is ridiculous in my opinion and Number three, which you probably don't care about, we're going to suck them dry out of the drugstores. You know, we're going to get what we can, and we're going to do it by mail order. We're going to force them into mail order, and we're going to do it with contracts, restrictive contracts. If they answered all those questions, and when they asked them, how are you saving me that money? I would hope, ethically, they would say, well, that's not exactly what I wanted to hear, how you were saying it, because you're affecting everything that we're trying to accomplish here to provide health care at a reasonable, affordable rate, and that is not happening. They have distorted the whole picture. And uh, so, you know... You you don't want monopolies controlling the health industry. No. And we've allowed that in pharmacy. Somehow or another, we've allowed that. It's beyond me. Truman, you may have some listeners out there, too, that wonder, well, why do Rick and Jamie, why are they fussing about this, and why do they fool with these plans and all? Yeah. But, you know, 90-plus percent of the prescriptions we fill now go through some insurance plan, and, and you have to. You can't charge a customer a cash price and then expect the customer to turn that on insurance while the insurance won't even allow patients to do that anymore and all. So you, you have to play the game or you're out because um, – just can't afford you know a patient can't afford to pay a cash price and then wait to get reimbursed on it by their insurance if it's even allowed so it's they've got us right where they want us you have to play the game but you don't want your pharmacists run out of the business and 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 i I know that the monies that you make is nowhere close to to the what really should be paid to, to you guys i mean you guys are just pretty much uh uh, at the mercy of right. what's going on there. Well, you, you, you don't know one month to the next what your income is. You're hoping that you can pay your rent, I mean, and, and pay your drug bill. I mean, it's pharmacy is... What uh, what happens? Maybe you're, you're losing money on some of these drugs. I mean, that's quite obvious. But what happens as you go along and these PBAs start sending you bills that you have no idea that... <laughs> I mean, you you're running a business. Yeah. You got to be able to keep your head or your nose above the water. And the problem is, up in or as of now, we don't really have a voice. So we can question yeah. it, but they're not going to do anything about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they basically, like Rick said, they either sign the contract or don't. We don't care. It used to not be that way. I mean, it used to be a fair uh, reimbursement. A a good copay for your patient where they can afford it they can get the medication that is prescribed not one that's substituted based on a rebate uh that's what kicks me is that they are affecting health they are affecting that patient's health yeah and 
it, it goes from the doctor's office to a hospital to the pharmacy. This PBM stuff, it is not unheard of. They've got more money than the, they ever, well, they always want more, but they've got a lot of money. They can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. They can overnight, we'll just look at CVS and Aetna. Overnight, they, well, they had to have a wait to the uh, more, uh, antitrust tax would allow them to buy Aetna. Why would a drugstore want to buy an insurance company? It's it's real, and I, we know we know why, but the public doesn't know why. The reason why is they can streamline all insurers of Aetna mm-hmm. are going to be able to are mandated to use their clinics, their pharmacies, their mail order facilities. No questions asked. Now they'll say, "Well, yeah, but you can go to any pharmacy you want to." You can, but you'll pay more at, at another drugstore. Higher copay. Higher copay because we're not. CBS, or we don't have it. I mean, they they use that. It's a tool for them to funnel more business right back into them. It's not a, it's 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 not uh, it's not designed for our American healthcare. I mean, it's um, you know I'm not going to get into socialistic medicine, but that's where it's that's the that's the model that is being kind of arranged right now. It's two or three big players. That's it. You know, is, is that one of the reasons? You've been gone. You're out of the business for how long now? Five years. The the uh, is that one of the reasons that uh, things have changed so much in the drug industry is because of the PBA and the monopolies that seem to be uh, being created right now. I, I, that's why it's been so difficult for uh, Congress to be able to make any decisions. I mean, if they wanted to do the right thing, it's still going to be very difficult to to attack that, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be crazy difficult to do it because, yeah, that's one of the reasons it's it's made it so difficult. I mean, it may be the absolute biggest reason because the easy part now is taking care of patients on a daily basis. It's the hard part is dealing with the insurance, as Jamie's spelled out, that he's living every day now, you know, is trying to decide are you making money, you losing money, are you going to – uh, lose on this prescription and hopefully make some on the next prescription and all. So, but 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 when they go to Washington and and show the government, well, we're going to give you this much back in these rebates and all. It, it on paper, it's like, oh my gosh, if we if we go against this and and work against this politically, then we're going to lose all this revenue. Mm-hmm. So they, they 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 trick the system and all and and make a bunch of money themselves at the same time. So. Can they can they sell a product that's really not there? Uh, you, you're having to deal with those particular <laughs> that's things. A pretty, pretty good and, and, and a lot of times, I, I guess if you're in the in the Senate and you, you you see a lot of these things that are going south on everybody, but yet, you know, they're pretty good salespeople, or Absolutely. they wouldn't be there. Absolutely, and that's why at first, when you know PBMs had a role because they had clout to negotiate cheaper prices from the manufacturer they need we need something there to negotiate that has a lot of backing ethically and do it the correct way uh just not no tom dick or harry can go up there and say okay Eli, Lily, you, we want you to sell it at this price you almost have to be in a position to, to negotiate and have somebody to be able to do that pbm pbms though went beyond that they they've got they saw the dollar signs and 
that we're sitting here today because of what they've evolved to. But uh, pharma, pharma prescription drug pricing is a very complicated. What I've read about it over the years, and it's still hard to figure out. It's based on list price, and uh, it should be based on value added service. I mean, if if a drug helps you and it's helping the condition you're treating, that drug should be affordable. Mm-hmm. That should should be included on a formulary. Should be able to be prescribed to that patient that is not where we're at now it's who can make the most money or who can save the most money well the pbms is making the money they're telling the insurers they're saving money that keeps them happy but the patient is the one that falls i mean in the end of the day the patient is the one that is affected by it uh that's where the all this has gotten so cloudy i mean it's just the Congress does not, they, they even asked at the oversight meeting, they had, how, who sets these prices? How, how can we, what can we do differently to set, the, to make these things, uh, medications affordable? Mm-hmm. And Janssen and several other big guys were up there and and they were squirming, literally, in the seat. I mean, they knew the answer. They weren't going to say anything, but they know the answer. You have got, right now, we have got to get rid of that middleman. I mean, it's... It is affecting. How can you do that? Well, that's where we're hoping this uh, 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 Arkansas case is going to help some. Maybe more people will learn about it. When people's co-pays are five and ten dollars, they're not going to fuss about anything. They're really going to say, "Well, that's just what I got to pay. Five, ten dollars is not bad." What happens is if they're prescribed a drug though that's not on their formulary, that's tiered, and that five dollars goes to seventy-five dollars or fifty dollars. Then, I, well, actually, I have seen that. Yes, before. and we have several. And you know, when you, I see it come across, I'm thinking, "Oh, that's a, that's a tier three. It's going to be high." I hate having to tell them this. This is how much it is. Because how does it get into a tier three? It's expensive, and they don't get rebates from uh-huh. it. So they, if a manufacturer's guy, is that part of the PBA and, 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 and the negotiations they have with the insurance? You better company. believe it. Ah, and the manufacturers. So and the manufacturers. If they're not going to get a big enough rebate, they may put that drug in tier three, which costs you as the patient more money in your copay. If they make get more rebates, then they'll put that into the lower tier where it doesn't cost you as much. So they drive the market share according to how much money they can make. That's exactly right. Doesn't matter so, about how so, good the so drug that, is. That's one of the ways that that uh, they can benefit themselves mm-hmm. on it. Y'all hear music? Here's voice in my head, but I guess it's Well, I guess we better take a quick break. We'll be right back with you with Rick and Jamie. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. My name is Keith Bratcher, and I respectfully ask for your vote for Road Board Zone 2. I am a lifelong resident of Rover County. I've loved serving you on the road board for the past 18 years. I pledge to continue to work to be a good steward of the taxpayer money and stay on top of road, signage, and drain issues in the district. I want to continue to work for you on the road board and help you in any way I can. My name is Keith Bratcher, and I appreciate your vote. 
Paid for by Keith Bratcher for Roadboard, Keith Bratcher Treasurer. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. All right, guys, I want to encourage all of you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive, have you noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass? These could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help determine the cause of your symptoms and will help get you back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. That includes a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, call 615-603-3542 or go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Not only did Mary make herself readily available for us as we made the long trip here from Michigan, but as we requested some changes, like more houses, cancellations, she just embraced it all and smiled. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That's why it's important to work with somebody who cares. I recommend whoever is hearing this to jump off and call Mary Catherine Hughes. She's amazing and will go above and beyond for you. Mary Catherine Hughes, sold by MK, powered by EXP Realty. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not-for-profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest-rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. See if you spotty showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing in a high into the mid-80s. Northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. It was a great idea. Boy, it was so far ahead of its time, man. I remember that Cripps guy over in Gary Cripps. And we are back. Jamie is Jamie. He likes to talk, doesn't he? <laughs> He's great. But but I love to hear him. Um, 
Yeah, I remember years ago, uh, Reeve saying, you started developing new programs as far as, uh, and I know you, you dealt with us uh, at the jail, and, and you were uh, uh, saving us money by just putting the amounts uh, that each prisoner would want. You, they were giving, you were, uh, what was you, packing it or something? Put it in the dose packs for yeah. them, make it easy for the nurses to give it to the inmates and so forth. Yeah. There's so many ways that you can reach out and make changes and, and, and be able to develop a plan that you, you, you are uh, giving back to the local people here and, and still able to survive because it's not an easy business anymore. No, you know, and everything we've talked about so so negative and gloom and doom, but that's that's how you do survive. You've touched on it, Truman, is, you know, you've got to diversify. You've got to find the things like what we were doing with inmates at the jail back in the day or nursing homes or uh, maybe compounding. We did a lot of compounding back in the days and, and um, just different little niches, you know, be it the soda fountain or post office or gift shop. We did just find different ways to have sources of revenue to make up for some of the losses you were talking about earlier that you get hit with and all. So I preach that all the time is if you're going to make it this day and time, you better be diversified. You know, it's, it's the days of just being able to fill a prescription for a living is it makes it really tough. Yeah, but sometimes it, it's just like, uh, you're playing for the Yankees, and uh, and you got this. Uh, uh, li- you're playing against a little league team. You got Babe Ruth in there batting, Mickey Mantle in there, they're batting, and you throw all of that, uh, all those positions into the game, and it's almost impossible to win. Sometimes you, it, it, it's it's kind of like you're climbing up a a hill with a. 400 pound dumbbell in your hands and uh, we we don't want to lose our local pharmacists we don't want to lose those because I can remember um, uh, I was given information that uh, one of the major national companies was um, uh, was wanting the business and they were just automatically switching over from what we did with you uh, uh, to, to them and and there was no way. I mean, if, if in America, if you can't support your local business, then something's wrong. And and that's what we're built off of. And and they're they're your neighbors. Uh, they're they're the people you go to church with. They're your friends. And and you guys do everything you can to make our lives better. And and then you got somebody that's two thousand miles away from me, uh, just telling me what is best for me it just doesn't work you know yeah. you remind me back back several years ago we were able to cut the uh, we had a hospice plan that we did a lot of business with yeah. and all but but they had a pbm that was just raping them they were just just charging them enormous fees so we were able to cut that middle guy out the pbm for that hospice group and save the hospice lots of money because what the what that pbm was doing was trying to push them toward their mail order pharmacy they had at this particular time this was one out of memphis so then as a hospice patient a, a, a cancer patient oftentimes that was under hospice care would have to wait to get that prescription in the mail when they oftentimes needed it today tonight you know and all so we were able to provide better service deliver it to the patient 
and cut out the middle layer and save that hospice plan money. But that was on a local uh, scale, you know, that we were able to keep our arms around it and all. You take a bigger manufacturer out there. Uh, Jamie and I used to work together years ago, and we had one of those here in, in, in the community that we were trying to work with, but they were in several states, so we couldn't we couldn't help them as one, one small independent, you know, to for all their employees throughout several states and all. So... So there are certain certain times you can cut that middle layer out, but it's still a hard hard battle. What do they actually do for the insurance companies, the PBMs? Because in most cases that I've known uh, in, in business situations, uh, you take the middleman out, and and your costs go down accordingly. Uh, how do they actually provide anything? that is positive for the insurance companies and why would why would they buy in and own them because that's obvious uh uh well they that, that when you do that you're you're wanting control and interest over everything well i would think the insurance company would know that by now the pbms are making the rules anyway so what they're basically holding the insurers hostage also i mean they're telling them the rebates. Who gives, them, who gives them that power? Well, that's the million-dollar question. The, in, the PBMs, when they negotiate with the manufacturer, get a rebate. Yeah. That rebate is supposed to go to the insurer to offset the cost of the plan mm-hmm. and the patient so their co-pays won't be so high and affordable. That rebate stays right where it was passed from the manufacturer to the PBM. That's why they make billions of dollars. It's not passed on to the insurer, or in the. It, as far as I know, they it's a, it, they don't. No one gets it but the PBM. On paper, it might on be. Paper, yeah, yeah, on paper. Yeah. But uh, they 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 have they not only enforce the rule, they actually have rewrote it. They've rewrote the policy. They enforce the policy. They regulate the policy, and from the beginning to the end, that's how much power they have. Over companies like Blue Cross and Aetna, I mean, they're there to insure their their clientele affordably. And you've got a company or these middlemen, it's saying that we can do that in better. But it's not done that way. I mean, that's, that's great. Like Rick said, they can write it all out. But the real deal is no, it's not. It's not done that way. And now, slowly, people are starting to see that. And... Uh, Who's starting to see it? The well, insurance of course, companies? the insurers. I think. Uh, I mean, politics. Well, you know, they know, but I mean, I don't know how much they can do or will do. But uh, uh, it's it. They know. Every everybody knows what the PBMs are doing, and it's a hot topic with TPA right now. I mean, it's uh, you know they know they they have supported the pharmacist and do all they can do, and. Um, but, you know, you're fighting a Goliath. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to change. I mean, you're looking at somebody that's actually establishing something that has, they have redone the whole system, literally, mm-hmm. based on them, what they get out of it. To heck with everybody else. I mean, it's they're getting their money. That's what, you know, the money that they get, they're taking in creates power, and then they use that power to their advantage. Um, I mean, the PBM I talked to last week, well, I guess they'll just have to go somewhere else because she wasn't willing to help this patient get that medication covered. I mean, I just had to, have to go to CVS. That's how quick that they respond. You know, I mean, they, they don't think about this patient's been a patient of mine for two years, mm-hmm. two and a half years. 
We have a relationship. We have a relationship. We, you know, they don't want to go anywhere else. That's the biggest thing. They've tried it. They don't like it. Who's it in the hands of as far as government is concerned? Because if, if, and or could the insurance companies themselves see all the damage that's done and how it's driving the cost up? Um, could, could an insurance company just kind of step aside and say, hey, you know, this is not good for us and this is not good for the, the patients? The I customers. wish that day would come. Um, I, I I haven't seen any of the insurance companies saying it yet because they're they're they're. You two could do a great job yeah, but, in explaining uh, it. Well, I, I don't. It's just you know I, I'm not gonna. I can't sit back and just watch it still develop. I mean, Rick's going back in business. I know you, you two me. are I mean, looking at and, and, uh, the, the customers that you've had all these years, and, and they, you have that loyalty. Yeah, to and them. they they pound me daily. I mean, I, I, he's right. I I have to spend more time with them than I I have to put some things on hold and it takes away from your patient care i mean when i'm sitting there having to go through paperwork thinking well they're going to take that out throw that away they're going to take that back throw that away. it takes away well, number one it takes away your enthusiasm you're putting your life blood in it I like y'all have why. and then you're just fighting a force that's you don't know what to do with i mean mm-hmm. what can we do we've done everything we've talked to people we've your organizations are trying it's just a it's a heel spur it just aches every day you know and uh, i just hope that uh, maybe one day maybe this court case will set the precedent for the insurance companies to say you're not doing anything for us you know where is our rebate money at by the way you know i mean maybe that'll happen and uh, i think if i was president of one of the insurance companies that that you guys deal with that uh, most people rely on and, and you, you said, well, I can see where this is a very negative type situation. It's affecting all of my customers in, in, in a negative way. Um, I think that we're going to start making some changes. What would happen with the PBAs at that time? What if one huge insurance company decided we're going to change the way we do business? What, what would that do? Oh, well, great question. Right? Well, th- number one, I think the insurance companies could d- probably do better than they think they could without them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think they could. I mean, because they're not getting a whole lot of gain from them right now. I mean, they're not they're not rolling rebates back. I mean, to them, so that's not really helping. I mean, so how, what do you think, Rick? I, I mean, I got to think though, Truman. Your question, I got to think that there's. The, the masterminds with them, they're, they're so big, and, and, and the power of numbers that they present looks so good. So if you were running that insurance company, as you mentioned, I think on paper they're able to make the sale to you as, as that decision maker that this is this looks too good. I can't pass this up, you know, be it sharing in the rebates that they supposedly say they do and yeah. that sort of thing, you know. So, so. what would what, what, would would you think all the information is available? Like they'll pass on costs to you later on after all the business is done, they'll start looking into it. It's strictly numbers for those people. It, it, it's, they don't deal with the patients. They 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 have none of that close connection with anybody, and it just seems like it's just a 
like like you said earlier, it's like a, a stone in your shoe, mm-hmm. and, and it's wearing you out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's been a lot to go out of business simply because of what what we're oh, yeah. talking about now. Yeah, is, is there part. any information on that 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 the uh, well, I'm the sure small there is. business sure has gone out? Oh, there has yeah. been a ton. I remember at one time they were saying so many a day were actually yeah. closing. I mean, it's. Uh, They've dropped drastically in numbers. We could, I could probably dig that out, but uh, unless something's yeah. done pretty quickly, it's going to get completely out of hand. Oh yeah, I mean, they—it's just uh, if it wasn't an important subject, I wouldn't be risking talking about them and me accepting their plans right now because it could be turned on me. But it needs to be addressed. Do they have that much power? Oh to, gosh, yeah, they, they could put yeah. you completely out of business. Oh yeah, they? easily. They could come in and say, you're no longer a member of so-and-so and so-and-so. Just like that. And Just like that. Take you right out of their network. You're that's done. amazing. I mean, you are done. And you didn't that's do anything. That's a full-scale monopoly. It, it, that's at. the definition of monopoly yeah. right there. To have that much power to tell you, even though you've done everything in your power to do, oblige them, to come in and say, you're done. You know, Shane is, is one person that has the knowledge and the ability to make a difference up there doesn't he Rick? He he does and he's been working hand in hand on a daily basis with the Tennessee Farmers Association that, that monitors this for on behalf of us members out here so they they work together and they you know meet with uh, the different lobbyists out there and, and like I said the lobbyists on, on the other side are not too happy with, with Senator Ease right now I think so so he's trying to make some headway at the state level no doubt about it they'll be after him in the next election won't they? they sure will <laughs> He'd be throwing some money the other way, probably. Well, I, I can tell you right now, I, I am tickled to death with you two guys because it's very rare that we have somebody that will stand up and fight for us. And uh, most people, and I'm one of them, you know, you, you, you take your credit card and, and you pay for a small amount uh, of whatever the uh, uh, cost is on the medicines, and, but I don't, I, were we talking on the air or off the air when I mentioned the fact that some of my medicine is through the roof? And, and, and I don't know why. I just go up there and pay it. But a lot of times these particular medicines are the cost is so high that the PBA, they're not even going to deal with that particular medicine. So it's, you, pay the, it's, you pay the brunt of it. Yeah, most of it. so yeah. it'll so. go right through the roof. Uh-huh. And, and if something like that can happen now, can you imagine what would happen later on? Because we, we, when you have the uh, biggest share of the company that you've got, you, you can do pretty much whatever you want to do. And uh, that that's a scary subject because a monopoly... A monopoly is axed down simply because it's not treating its customers fairly. And, and this is something that most people should be aware of. Well, it's severe enough to be in the Supreme Court hearing. I mean, that shows you the gravity of how deep this goes. I yeah. mean, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty big to go to that level to try to get something done. I mean, so... 
You know, Rick ought to share that uh, uh, the recipe for his milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> They'll just have to wait. Rick. That's right. That's right. <laughs> are the Ricks, are the uh, milkshakes coming back? Milkshakes. Uh, hopefully, I, I, uh, Richard's probably listening. So yes. tell him is yes. are, the, are the milkshakes coming back or not? The milkshakes will have to come back if, if yeah. Rick's thing comes back. Yeah. So no doubt about it. Well, that you know, I, I was, and I, I know that Jamie was amazed at it you guys did so much over there at reeves sane to just draw the attention of people coming in that didn't have anything to really do with the the drugstore industry yeah a lot of people may not remember back when we first opened back in the late eight or moved into that store in 89 you that whole front end was just like a, a a chain store it had paper towels and deodorants and shampoos and and uh, and then when the big boxes came to town it was hard to compete on the front end stuff so we we changed it to the flavor and a, a charm that people would enjoy and like with the gift shop and, and soda fountain and so forth because we couldn't compete on that front front end stuff and all so yeah. we we changed it but it, it uh i'm showing my age here a little bit but i uh, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when when there wasn't a walgreens on every corner and there wasn't a kroger superstore and a walmart superstore so people came to the independent to get their right deodorants and shampoos and so forth and all but when 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 that evolved we had to evolve as well and, and yeah. diversify and change and, and make it more of a charming place to come hopefully that, that shows you the change because i can remember when every drugstore was a local drugstore here and most of them are right on the square. And uh, now there's very few uh, small business uh, drugstores here in, in the community Well, you've now. got Mills Pharmacy, Las Casas Drugs, mm-hmm. Beckman's Pharmacy, Taylor's Apothecary. Am I forgetting any room? Uh, that's, it. that's about it. Wow, isn't that something? And I forget how many Walgreens there is now. I can't keep up with them. CBS 8, 7... Eight or nine Walgreens. I mean, it's well. I guess I'd be dead right now because uh, when they started sending me that, that that they were going to be the our drugstore. There's no way. There's no way. All right, guys, I enjoyed it. We'll have to have you back again, and especially when I want to know what's going on in Arkansas. (laughs) So that's that's going to be. We'll have to come back after that. After that, yeah, yeah. maybe have have a good some good news. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the show today. I absolutely enjoyed it, and y'all are a lot of fun. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5-101.9, AM1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com.